We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Roto Grinders presents your first word in daily fantasy sports. The Morning Grind, Stevie TPFL and Company are here to jumpstart your analysis on today's DFS slate. Without further ado, here's your host, Stephen Young. Hey everyone, welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind podcast. I'm your host, Stevie TPFL. It's Monday, it is June 10th, it's 2019, and we have nine baseball games to talk about here on today's slate. I am riding solo today, um, ready to get started on this slate, ready to get back in the baseball groove. Had a really busy week last week with my daughter and um, didn't get to play a ton of baseball. And uh, ready, ready to get back on the grind this week. Uh, it's always kind of refreshing too when you have you know busy weeks, you know, in your home lives, and you know you, you have to take a little bit of time and effort away from DFS for a little while. So uh, ready to get back on the grind. And um, if you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over there to check out our sponsor. It's FantasyDraft.com. Sign up through the Roto Grinders links that we get three months of Roto Grinders Premium for Fantasy Draft. Plus, you'll get. Any cool promos that we run with Fantasy Draft, you'll get access to those. So if you haven't checked them out, make sure you head on over there to check them out. Uh, they got a bunch of stuff up for PGA this weekend. They have a $20,000 tournament over there. You're not playing against 150 teams. You can only enter that tournament 27 times. They got $10,000 home run tonight. So a bunch of stuff going on over there on Fantasy Draft. So if you haven't checked them out, make sure you head on over there to check them out. We get started today with New York at New York. It's a subway series. The Mets and the Yankees, Jason Vargas and Tanaka taking on each other here. This is one of the games that we're going to have to worry about some weather. This game does have a 10 total. Tanaka is a minus 210 favorite. Um, looking at Vargas first here, you know, he's struggled with lefties. He's not been great against righties, giving up a lot of hard contact, not striking guys out at a high clip. Um. Just riding on the on the good side um, of Babbitt right now, so I, I think Vargas is certainly a guy that um, I'll probably pass on as far as pitchers go. I know he came out last time and he put up 41 against San Francisco. Um, San Francisco is one of the worst teams in baseball against left-handed pitching, so 
Um, not going to let that one hinder me at all here. There's some really good right-handed bats in this lineup. And for me, Vargas is a stay away. As far as Tanaka goes, um, this is really going to be a weather thing. If this weather stinks, I'll probably be off of Tanaka here. If the weather is okay, I don't think he is a bad tournament option uh, just because of his price over there on DraftKings. Um, his price is 7900 so he's certainly a guy that has struggled in his last couple starts but still has plenty of upside with all the breaking ball and all the, the junk that he throws that, you know, he generates good whiff rates with. So, you know, especially when you start digging into the Mets, um, you know, they pitch profile wise, uh, Tanaka is actually really interesting here. So it's really going to be a weather thing for me on Tanaka. Uh, as far as the Mets bats go, you know, Pete Alonso just continues to keep mashing the baseball. He's, Got a 304 ISO, 376 Woba against right-handed pitching this season. Conforto, 273 ISO, 413 Woba. Uh, both these guys, both those guys have really high hard hit rates. Um, you know, McNeil, Smith, if they're cheap, um, I think that you can potentially look elsewhere, you know, at those positions just when you're, you know, breaking it down. So, um as far as the yankees bats go here um a lot of hard contact against left-handed pitching in this lineup this season sanchez hicks um guys that really stand out lemayhew I, I know hicks doesn't have a ton of bat at bats against lefties this season and his strikeout rate's pretty high but he is a guy that notoriously throughout his career has been good against left-handed pitching so uh, i do think this is a spot that you know you could potentially look at hicks you can look at Voigt, you can look at LeMahieu, you can look at Sanchez, you can look at Torres. Frazier has shown a ton of power against left-handed pitching this season, so I don't mind him. This game has a 10 total. The Yankees have a 5.96 implied team total, which is one of the highest on the slate that's not in course field, or the highest one on the slate, even in even with the guys in course field. So certainly want to look at the Yankees' bats here against Vargas. Um, I know he's been a little bit better. Um um, moving on, we got Arizona at Philadelphia. Um, nine and a half total here. Taylor Clark against Jared Eikhoff. Eikhoff, a 136 favorite here. This is the other one of the other games that we're looking at the weather. Kevin Roth going to be a little busy here on Monday. Uh, as far as, you know, Taylor Clark goes, don't have a ton of interest here. Swinging strike rate, 8.4%. Strikeout rate under 16%. 5x FIP. Really struggling with lefties been better against righties and this team does have some right-handed bats in it but you know his average exit velocity and his hard to soft contact ratio really stands out to me against righties as well so in the small sample that we've you know gotten to watch clark here uh just not a guy that i, I typically want to play in this spot in this ballpark so i'm gonna i'm gonna stay away from taylor clark jared eikoff the guy that i don't mind against right-handed heavy teams he continues to struggle with lefties this has been his mo throughout his career 385 woba 333 iso against lefties his average hit distance is 245.3 massive fly ball guy that gives up a ton of hard contact um so this is a spot that you know when you're looking at eikoff you know Marte, escobar peralta Avilia, um, even Christian Walker. I know he's better against righties, but you know Walker has the power. So 
I think there's too many lefties in this lineup for me to have interest in Eikhoff and um, certainly don't mind looking at some of these Arizona bats. Uh, pretty much the guys I said, Escobar and Peralta being my favorites. Alex Avilia as a catcher um, is interesting. Marte is interesting. Uh, if you're loading up on like three or four of these guys and you want to throw Walker in there, I think he's another good piece. Um, and this is a really good stolen base spot for Dyson if he's able to get on base. So a lot of, lot of things to like here as far as the Arizona bats go. Um, as far as Philly goes here, you know, Clark, like I said, he's really struggled with lefties. So Hernandez and Harper at the top, uh, Jay Bruce. I know the price is insanely high, um, on DK at 5,500, one of the highest price hitters on the slate has five home runs over his last 10 games. Um, 18 home runs on the season, obviously he has the upside, but Bryce Harper standing out much more at 4,400. I know it's not been the greatest start to the season for Harper, but this is a spot that he's just too cheap. So um, I, I do like Harper here at, at this price tag. And like I said, Hernandez is not a bad option. Hoskins is not a bad option. Real Muto. I don't mind looking at some of these righties. Cause like I said, even though Clark's Woba and ISO numbers are a little bit lower against righties, it's a smaller sample. Um, his hardest soft contact ratio is still 25%. So there's still going to be plenty of hard contact here, hard to medium contact against the righties. So, you know, guys like Hoskins and Romuto who are good against both sides of the plate um, are certainly interesting here. Uh, St. Louis at Miami. We have Michael Waka against Sandy Alcantara. Um, eight and a half total. Waka's a 138 favorite. It's been a really rough go to the start of the season for Michael Waka. Um, I don't think I've played him at all this year. You know, I think his highest fantasy point game was his first outing against San Diego to start the season. Or no, he had a good game against Milwaukee. But for the most part, he's really struggled. 5.21 xFIP, 20.4% uh, strikeout rate, 13.6% walk rate. His walk rate is really up right now. Not getting a lot of swinging strikes at only 8.7% and giving up a ton of hard contact. We're looking at a 29% hard to soft contact ratio on the season for Waka. So I know it's Miami and I know we like to pick on the Marlins um, and Waka is 6K. So a lot of reasons, you know, tell us that Waka's in play today, but if he starts to become really chalky, um, I think he's a guy you could potentially stay, stay away from in this spot. They do have that right-handed heavy lineup. Um, you know, Waka has been even struggling against righties. So, it's just it's a tough it's a tough mix here because you like the price but you just don't like the, the what what's been happening with Waka this season so um yeah that's kind of where I'm at um as far as Sandy Alcantara goes I'll keep saying this I do think he's a pretty good real life pitcher um and he obviously benefits from this ballpark 6900 is not the worst price tag in the world facing a bunch of righties here. Don't know if I will end up playing him. But I do think he is not um, the worst play on the slate at 6,900. I think I'd play him before I'd play Waka. Um, just to be a little bit more contrarian to get off of the chalk here. But the thing that worries me about St. Louis is just they're, they're such a patient team. And they're a team that can walk a lot. So... You know, obviously that's super concerning. And, you know, Alcantara is not a guy that goes out and strikes out a ton of people. His strikeout rate is higher against righties. 
but you know, you're just not going to usually get pummeled um, when you're playing Alcantara unless the Vavip is just not on his side. He's a guy that just doesn't give up a lot of hard contact, doesn't give up a lot of fly balls, keeps the ball on the ground, pitches um, you know deeper into games. Seven, six, five, nine, five and two thirds in his last five games. So I don't mind Alcantara here for tournaments, uh, just because I don't think a lot of people will be on him. Uh, as far as the Cardinals bats, uh, certainly don't mind Carpenter. You know, when we're looking at Alcantara, you know, he's a ground ball guy. Carpenter's a fly ball hitter. Um, so Carpenter certainly stands out to me, especially against a guy that can't really strike people out um, against left-handed batters. So really like Carpenter, and I don't mind Wong here. He's another fly ball hitter. Um, those are the two guys that I had written down on my list for this matchup against Alcantara. As far as Miami goes, I don't mind looking at some of these cheaper bats um, just to fit in stuff, but... Like Cooper is, you know, his price has gone up. Um, but Alfaro is not terrible. Anderson's not terrible. Ramirez, um, Herrera, if he cracks the lineup, um, has some speed upside in this matchup. But, you know, you, you still have some cheap Marlins bats here. And, you know, if you're looking to just fill in um, with some stacks and stuff, you know, these guys are cheap. So, I don't know if they were projected to face a different pitcher or something, but I, I don't understand why these guys, some of these guys that are in the starting lineup are so cheap here. Uh, moving on, we got Texas at Boston. Eight total, Mike Miner, Chris Sale. Um, Sale is a 270 favorite here, and the Red Sox have a 5.09 implied team total. I don't know how I feel about this one because I do think this game is going to be closer than what Vegas is thinking it to be. Mike Miner has been really good this season. 3.69 xFIP, 26% strikeout rate with a 12.3% swinging strike rate. Um, you know, generating a ton of soft contact as well as the hard contact. You know, especially against lefties, you don't want to play any lefties against Mike Miner this season. But even if we look at his numbers, he's faced 262 batters this season. He has a 298 WOBA um, with a 124 ISO. Um, so I, I think that's. Miner is going to be so low owned here um, as far as tournaments go. And um, it's just, it's tough. It's tough here because like, I think that, um, ah, man, you look at the Red Sox and they haven't just haven't been good against left-handed pitching this season. This just might be one of those spots where nobody plays Mike Miner at 9,400 and he goes out and throws a good game and like just like nobody's on him. So like, I kind of like him for tournaments here just because I don't think a lot of people are going to play him. And I do think he has some upside. I think there's a ton of downside, but obviously it, it will help. Um, if Martinez is still out of the lineup, I know that he's dealing with a little bit of a back injury right now. So if he's out um, of the lineup, you know, so that would certainly help Miner um, if you're considering playing him in tournaments. Um, you know, looking at the other side of this game, Chris Sale, I do like left-handed pitching against left-handed pitchers against Texas. I do think there's a lot of upside um, in this lineup when you have a lefty. Um, so I I think that um, Sale is certainly a guy. You know, one of the top pitchers on the slate. With Gallo out, um, you know, that takes away one of the big power bats. Um, I think that... Uh, 
Um, yeah, like after a really slow start to the season, sales just been so good. And when you take Gallo out of the lineup, you know, you're worried about Hunter Pence and you're worried about Mazzara. Certainly not worried about the lefty, you know, facing sale. Even when he struggled this season, he's been really good against lefties. So if Mazzara is in there, if Guzman's in there, um, you know, that obviously is a bump to sale, but there's just not a ton of power, right-handed power in this lineup. They hit the ball on the ground a ton. They don't walk a lot. This is a spot that Sale should be able to go out and cruise in. Um, I don't think we'll see a repeat of last performance, but I will say now, like, you know, we're, we're on this point where over the last 10 games, he has seven double-digit strikeout games. So whatever was bothering him or causing issues at the beginning of the season is just gone. So um, I, I do think this is a spot that I'll certainly be playing a lot of Chris Sale. Don't really like any of the Texas bats. Uh, I'm not going to go crazy here with Texas. I'm going to go crazy um, with this game in general. Um, as far as the Boston hitters go here, you know, I... I know Mookie's going to get it going against left-hand pitching eventually. Um, he's not been on the right side of Babbitt. He's hit the ball in the air a lot against lefties this year. So I don't hate him, and I don't hate Xander. But outside of that, like, there's a reason that I, I think that Mike Miner is an interesting tournament play today. So I don't want to go too crazy here with the Red Sox. Um, I said I'm not, I'm not too fond of their high implied total here. I think it's a lot more respect for sale than it is um, for the Boston Bats. Uh, Oakland at Tampa Bay. We got Tanner Anderson um, against Charlie Morton. No total in this one. Just wanted to make sure that Tanner Anderson is going to start. Um, we saw Anderson a little bit last year with the Pirates. Um, not too many innings. Um, so, yeah, you know, this is a guy that doesn't have a big strikeout rate in triple a this season his xip is pretty high um home run per nine is really high in the minors this season in 54 innings he has a 2.3 home run per nine so for me i think that you know this is a spot that i would stay away from him um wouldn't go there and uh certainly like some of the tampa bats we'll talk about that in just a second as far as charlie charlie morton goes on the other side of this game Warren's been really good against righties this season. Um, he's been good against lefties as well. The strikeout stuff is certainly there for both sides of the plate. Does give up a little bit more hard contact to lefties. Um, you know, his fastball gets touched up a little bit more against lefties than it does against righties. But generating a lot of whiffs um, with his curveball and sinker combo with his fastball. So I like this spot for Morton. Um, you know, you get a nice little discount from Ryu and Sale and Giolito down to morton so um in that aspect i think that um you know it's certainly worth looking at him here oh uh, let's see oakland bats against morton um you know i don't ever hate playing chris davis as a one-off but i don't love it in this spot olsen is a one-off don't love it um chapman don't love it like respect and charlie morton's numbers against righties here Olsen, probably the only guy that I would have a shot on, but I, I certainly don't love the spot for them. Uh, as far as the Tampa bats go here, um, I certainly like Tampa. Yeah, Like I said, Tanner Anderson's really not been able to strike anybody out um, in AAA this season. He's given up a ton of home runs, um, even as a ground ball guy. 
when you're not missing bats in AAA, you're likely not going to miss bats in major leagues. And you're facing one of the better offenses on the season. So for me, I like Tampa. I think they're an interesting little pivot play um, off of some of the chalk today. So Meadows, Fam, Lau, Garcia, Choi, Diaz. Um, don't even hate Kiermaier here. It's a good stolen base spot for him. So a lot of, lot of love for pretty much all the Tampa guys. I, I think they're all these guys are in play today. Um, certainly one of the stacks I'm looking at on this slate. Pittsburgh at Atlanta, Joe Musgrove, Kevin Gaussman, um, 10 total here. Gaussman is a 156 favorite. Um, yeah, like I, I just, I really think this game is going to have a lot of offense and very little pitching. Um, I think the 10 total has a lot to do with the weather and these guys um, both giving up quite a bit of hard contact recently. Um, you know, if Will was here, he'd be talking about his recent trends in this game. So, you know, as far as Musgrove goes, his strikeout rate's under 20% this season. His swinging strike rate's still not terrible. It's, you know, right at league average. Hard hit rate is up. Um, so, you know, I, I don't mind targeting some lefties here against Musgrove. We'll talk about that in just a second. Kevin Gaussman, he's a guy that, like, you know, in certain points of the season last year, we could play him. Um, I, I know he's really cheap on this slate. Um, he just faced his team in Pittsburgh and they just absolutely rocked him. Um, he's just, he's having a rough go this season. You know, 1.47 whip is always, is never something that you want to see. Still has the strikeout ability and, you know, still gets guys to go outside the box and swing. So like, that's always really interesting, but for the most part here, um, I think this is a stay away spot. And I think this is a really interesting game stack. Um, you know, we we do have cores on the slate. So I don't think a lot of people will be, um, you know, looking outside of cores to potentially game stack. And the pitchers that we have in cores aren't terrible today. So, like, it, you know, it's a spot that I could certainly see another game stack keeping up with a core stack here. So I like the Pittsburgh side. Uh, Bell, Moran, Polanco being my favorites. Um, but I don't think this is a bad spot for Newman if he bats leadoff and Marte if he's in that three hole. Um, Gelsman does have semi-reverse splits, um, you know, as far as his strikeout stuff goes. He actually strikes out actually strikes out left-handed hitters uh, more than he does right-handed hitters. So certainly don't mind looking at this Pittsburgh team. Like I said, Newman if he bats leadoff is a nice little value, low strikeout guy. Um, if Freeman is one of the top plays on the slate for me, he's certainly a guy that I like. I don't mind Marcakis. Um, Donaldson and Swanson are some of the righties that I like. Acuna, um, guys that hit make a lot of hard contact because Musgrove does give up hard contact here. So those are the guys that I'm looking at. I don't hate maybe throwing in a Riley or McCann or Albies in a stack, but Alvy's power numbers are really down right now. Um, only a 38% hard hit rate on righties. Average exit velocity under 88. So, you know, Donaldson continues to have a really high hard hit rate and average exit velocity high. But Freeman has really come on strong um, over the last couple months. So, um, yeah. So, move on here. Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, Crypto is all commission-free, while other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade. Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees. 
so you can trade stocks and keep all your profits. Plus, there is no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. You can also view stock collections such as 100 Most Popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood is giving listeners of Roto-Grinders a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio. Sign up at fantasyfix.robinhood.com. That's fantasyfix.robinhood.com. Move on to the 8 o'clock games. We start with Washington at Chicago. It's going to be Anibal Sanchez, um, and we have no idea who the pitcher is going to be for Chicago right now. Um, so obviously it makes it tough to break down that side of things. Um, I'm seeing a couple different things. I'm seeing it could be a bullpen game. I'm seeing it could be um, Despaigner. So just kind of have to kind of play this out and see um, who it is. It could be Giolito too. I saw that. Um, but the fact that he just pitched on the sixth or the eighth, like highly doubt that it's going to be him. So don't think um, DK has that one right. So, yeah, don't know who's going to start for Chicago yet. So that one's tough. Um, as far as Anibal Sanchez goes here, you know, pitching on the other side of this game, White Sox always a team. That has some strikeout upside. He does um, have some strikeout upside in this matchup. Just face this team. Gave up a home run. One earned run on four hits, five in the third innings. Struck out seven and 80 pitches. Kind of his MO right now. Just not pitching deep into games, but certainly still has some upside in this one. So I don't mind Sanchez here. Certainly don't mind stacking against him either. Um but yeah, when you just look up and down this White Sox lineup, there's a lot of strikeouts in this lineup. So I think this is a spot that you know Sanchez is an interesting tournament play at 8100. When we don't we don't like have a ton of options today um, as far as pitchers go, depending on who starts the White Sox. So um, yeah, like I said, can't really break down the White Sox pitchers. Depending on who it is for the pitchers, obviously, you know, if it's a righty, you know, you can look at Rendon, you can look at Soto, Adams, um, Howie Kendrick, uh, Washington, certainly a team um, that is interesting because, you know, we're not going to have the research right at, like readily available. Um, so hopefully that can bump down their ownerships a little bit, but certainly don't mind this spot for Washington on the road, wind blowing out in Chicago. Not as much of an effect as it is at Wrigley, but it still, I think, makes a little bit of effect here. As far as the White Sox bats, Moncada, Abreu, um, Jimenez, Alonzo is just 195 Babbitt for Alonzo. You know, still getting a ton of hard contact, only a 12.5% soft contact rate against righties this season. Just hitting the ball right at people, hitting it hard, just right at people. He's just, he's really cheap still. Um, outside of that, like I said, I don't hate Sanchez, so it's tough to recommend too many White Sox. Um, I think that's it. <coughs> I 
Cubbies and Rockies, uh, 11 total. And I totally forgot to mute my mic when I just um, coughed there. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's been a long day. I haven't slept in like 42 hours, so a little tired. Um, 11 total, you Darvish, Herman Marquez, or Marquez. Um, Marquez is a 140 favorite here. Um, obviously, this is a course game. And when you're looking at this game, you know, both of these teams are going to really stand out to you as far as bats go. A lot of power on both sides. I don't think I'd play either pitcher in this game. I just I expect a lot of runs to be scored in this game. Darvish with his walk rate, walk rate um, is a guy that like could really get in trouble in cores if they start making hard contact against him. So don't really want Darvish. I don't mind Marquez most times when he's on the road. Um, but even this team, like they have some strikeouts in the middle of this lineup, but that's really where the Lord kind of ends. So. Socks and bats here. Cubby is first. Um, you know, obviously Rizzo stands out. You know, 298 ISO against righties this season. Baez, he's strikeout or home run type of guy. A lot of hard contact being allowed by Marquez this season to righties. Uh, strikeout rates lower to lefties, higher to righties, but a lot of hard contact to righties as well. So. I like the lefties more here. Schwarber, Rizzo, even Cargo going back to Colorado. Um, he certainly knows how to hit here. So I'm sure he'll get a warm welcome um, from the home crowd. But, yeah, I like the lefties a little bit more than I like the righties. If I'm playing the righties, it's the power righties, which pretty much is Bryant, you know, Baez, and Contreras. Um, so really just kind of leaving off the bottom end. As far as the Rockies bats go, you know, Blackman, Story, Arnato, um, Dahl, Murphy, all guys that I like here. Um, I, I like the stack because if I'm expecting Darvish to start walking people and then potentially leaving some balls over the plate and, you know, me putting up a lot of runs on a, you know, a guy like Darvish, I want the stack. Problem with the stack is they're just really, really expensive. So it's really hard to stack them, which I think is really good, um, you know, for tournaments. And uh, for cash games, you, you know, you try to get as, as much ex exposure as possible. It's just going to be a lot harder today to get that exposure, um, depending on what you do with your pitchers. Um, last game on the slate, we got L.A. versus L.A. The Dodgers, the Angels, nine total. Ryu, Ryu against Canning. Uh, Ryu is a 170 favorite. Uh, has been pitching incredible this season. We'll start with him. I like left-handed pitchers against this team. Um, I know I talk about it all the time. You know, Fletcher sets the pace uh, with a very low ISO, but just doesn't strike out. Um, Trout is always the guy you're, like, super worried about. Otani is not that great against left-handed pitching. He has a 68% ground ball rate this season against them, striking out almost 32% of the time. Pulhos, he's had a lot more power against lefties than he has righties this season. Same goes with Pulo. Um, Pulo. So... There's some power here for sure, but the bottom of this order is not going to look great. Uh, they're dealing with a couple injuries here, so Ryu should be able to go out and have a really good, really good solid start here. Now, in cash, I'm probably playing Sale and just being done with it, but I don't mind looking at Ryu in tournaments here, you know, just to be a little bit different. Um, As far as... Canning on the other side, I, I really do like this kid, um, Griffin Canning. He, he, I'm certainly a fan of him. I've watched him pitch a couple times here now. My biggest issue here is 
He allows a lot of fly balls and a lot of hard contact. This ballpark is playing better for hitters. And, you know, there's just so much left-handed power in this lineup that it's super concerning when looking at Canning. Um, very low in tournament play. I do think he still has upside um, at 8,400, and I just don't expect a lot of people to play him. So that's kind of why I like him in this spot. Um, yeah. As far as the Dodgers bats go, just because I, I don't hate canning here does not mean that I'm not playing the Dodgers. I think they're a top stack on the slate. Um, they are getting some respect here with a five implied run total, um, but this is just a really good spot to look at the Dodgers up and down. Peterson, Muncy, Bellinger, Seager all have ISOs over 200 against right-handed pitching this season. So a lot of power in this lineup. And if this ballpark is really playing more towards hitters, which it really seems to be, this is a good spot to load up on the Dodges. As far as the Angels go, you know, Trout is always in play against the lefty. Pulhos and Pulo um, are are semi-interesting here. Pulhos has been getting the ball up in the air a ton against left-handed pitching this season. And I don't think a lot of people will be playing Pulhos here. You know, he's always really cheap, and, you know, you just kind of think like, oh, I don't want to play him, but... You know, I, I still lean more to like in Ryu than I like the Angels lineup. But if I was going to play him, like I said, um, Trout, Pulhos, Puyolo, Puyolo, um, you can tell when I get tired. Um, the name, the name trying is, is long gone. Um, let's play the morning grind game, and then we're going to get out of here for Monday. We'll be back tomorrow talking more baseball. Uh, under 8K to get six or more strikeouts. Um, man, this one's tough today. It's not like a easy, like, lock and load answer, but it's also really hard because they have all the White Sox pitchers available, so you, it's hard to kind of scroll through here. Um, I'd probably say Tanaka. I didn't realize he was under 8K. Um, the weather holds off there. Certainly the guy that I really gonna like here in the price range. Over 8K to score 15 or less. Um, give me Marquis, Marquez um, from Colorado. I don't. I really don't hate this spot for him, but I think Sanchez is. Got a better chance to get there. So just because he's pitching in course. Um, over 4K to hit a home run today. You know what? Give me Bryce Harper. I talked about him earlier. Really do like this spot for that team. Um, and I don't I don't know what his ownership's gonna be like here. So really gonna kind of dig into ownership more. Um so Um, just kind of looking through the cheaper guys, looking to see who I like under 4K to get two hits today. I think I'm gonna go to the Rays. I do really like the the Rays today. Give me Yande Diaz um, at 3800. I really like the price tag. I like the fact that you can play him at first or third base, and if you're playing over there on Fantasy Draft, you can load up in as much of those guys as you possibly want to here. Um, st stack to score six or more runs. Give me the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, I, I do really like this spot for them. I think that they get the job done, and they're one of the highest-scoring teams 
on the slate. That is going to wrap it up for Monday. If you want my final thoughts on the slate, you can tune in to Grinders Live. I have a 5 p.m. show with Dean on today's slate, so I'll have all my research done and really know where I'm going to end up at, you know, as far as the slate goes. So appreciate you guys listening, and sorry for the yawning and the ums. Um, you know, solo podcasts are tough sometimes, especially when you're not planning to do it solo. So um appreciate you guys listening and uh we'll be back tomorrow talking some more baseball good luck in your contest and we will see you then